Hey, it's Craig from Revolution Radio. This is just a reminder. Can you hit that subscribe button? That way you never miss a new episode of Canadian AF. Thanks so much for listening to Revolution Radio and enjoy this podcast. I wasn't going to let that zero. Remember last week, Dimitri, when that zero hung on for like five or six seconds, it like sits at zero and like there's silence. Yeah. Silence. It was awful. Silence. And then all of a sudden it comes back. I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to end it early. Doesn't matter. We we finished with the rave dance anyway. Craig G is here live with my man, Dimitri Alexiou. This is a program that we call Canadian as fuck right here on Revolution Radio Canada. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. As always, we greatly appreciate it. This, of course, will be in podcast form. Um, It will be up on the air tomorrow. We are super, super, super stoked to have a fellow with us, and Dimitri is going to do a massive, massive intro in just a couple of seconds. Uh, but first, Dimitri, if you could do us a favor, please uh, acknowledge Canadian as fuck would like to begin by acknowledging the Indigenous peoples of all the lands that we're on today. While we, while we meet tonight on a virtual platform, we would like to take a moment to acknowledge the importance of the lands we call home. We do this to reaffirm our commitment and responsibility in improving relationships between nations, to improving our own understanding of local indigenous peoples and cultures, and to try to move forward in a spirit of reconciliation and collaboration. Thank you, my friend. Greatly appreciated as always. Dimitri, take it away. All right. So we have with us today the drummer extraordinaire of one of the best bands on the planet as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Well, that's a lot of pressure. Man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah, and I and I have tickets to their show on Thursday. Okay, I'm I so. <laughs> so anyway, this is a we have uh, Cola, full name Col Anthony Humphrey, and uh, he is the drummer of the OBGMs, which stands for the Ooh Baby Gimme Mores. Is it Ooh Baby Gimme Mores or Oh Baby Gimme Mores? The Ooh Baby Gimme Mores. Yes. Yes. Okay. And uh, yeah, they're uh, they're playing the Monarch Tavern. Yes, which I don't understand. I don't understand how that building is going to still be standing come Friday morning. (laughs) (laughs) We've had discussions about it, actually. Um, (laughs) So yeah, we just saw our our homies, the Effins, play there, and um, we're just like, how is this? How is this going to work? And uh, we don't know. We don't know, um, but we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. You we're, have uh, no choice. You have no yeah, choice but to figure yeah, it out. We, 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 we have no choice um, uh, as long as everyone can safely get out of there at the end of the night. I think we'll be okay. We'll yeah. be okay. Good call. But, <laughs> but, uh, Will I, I be I, okay? I, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's... I'll tell you right now, like, it's sold out. It's, um, yeah, December 8th. It's going to be insane. Like, I I know that for sure. But uh, for people in Toronto who have affection for the Monarch Tavern, you might want to visit it the next couple days because it might not be there at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a wild one. I promise you that. And um, super excited for it. It's it's funny too because like uh, we're we're throwing this with uh, one of the first uh, promoters who ever put us on Dan Burke. Um, surprise surprise! His birthday is the very next day on the ninth. So um, yeah, the, just a little fun fact. And 
um, we just wanted to put the show together for for the homies. We've been on the road, like it feels like, for the past three years straight. Like uh, last year was a really, really big touring year. And then this yeah. year we did a lot, a lot of touring, a, a lot of running around, a lot of, uh, you know, hopping around uh, the continent. And uh, we just wanted to do one more for, for Toronto. And uh, Monarch opens its doors and here we are. Good for you. Now, does, does all this touring, like, do you get a lot of time to write while you're touring or like, or like, what's the dynamic in the band while you're on the road? What, like, do you have much creativity? Uh, so the thing is, is like when we're on the road, we are working. So we are driving. We drive ourselves. We are advancing everything ourselves. Like we do everything ourselves. So when we're on the road, there's actually no time to write. Uh, it's all time used to either be resting or driving <laughs> yeah. or, or catching sleep. Like, Getting ready for the next gig. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, or setting up, playing, like whatever. Like it's only the four of us. Uh, um, so with that being said, uh, yeah, we, we write when we get back. <laughs> okay. Wow. So you said it's the four of you. Okay. So the band is Denzel McFarlane. Yes. Uh, lead vocals and rhythm guitar. Or, yes. And then you're on drums. Yes. And then you got Joe. Yes. And Joseph Brosnan. Joe, yeah. Joseph Brosnan. He's bass. Yeah. He's the bass. And then, vocals. and then you added a guy. You yes. added, you added a, you're back to being a quartet like you used to be. Yes. Oh, so okay. yeah, you went deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's I, somebody told me the new guy's name and I forgot. And I even saw him last year at the Queen Elizabeth Theater when you when you opened for Death from Above. That's so, right. And I can't remember his name and it's driving Simon Outfit. Simon who? Outfit. And he's lead guitar? Lead guitar. Yeah. All right. He's one of the best guitarists I've ever seen. Like And he has a gorgeous mane of hair. Oh my goodness. It it just makes me <laughs> jealous. <laughs> Absolutely jealous. <laughs> It's, it's so funny. It's so funny. I cut my hair um, last year uh, before we went on the tour with Pup and DFA and Frank Carter. And um, like I cut my hair because like I, I have I have a young child and uh, I, on the nanny cam, I had seen the, the top of my head and it just looked like LeBron James's head. <laughs> and I was just like, nah, I am not trying to hang on to this. Let me just get rid of it. So I buzzed it off. So, wow, and That's Simon like, Simon has taken uh, taken the crown. <laughs> okay, I yeah. will say Dimitri actually has a fantastic head of hair, Cola. I do not. Mine, I'm, so, I'm looking at mine's you. Getting, you got... Mine's getting all, buddy. It's patchy in the front, and I've got the ring on the top. Like there's oh, some man, days. Yeah. So I've worked in retail in the past, kind of thing, where like there's a security camera behind me, and I look at I'm like, oh god, oh yeah, just get rid of it, Craig. Just yeah. get rid of. It. But I'm holding on to what I've got left. So well, anyway. because you have hair that can like. It, it, it like falls forward. It, mine do, it does. It does. Mine yeah. didn't fall forward, right? So <laughs> it looked even more ridiculous. And then I just kept saying no, no, no. And then I saw it, and I was like, I will not be LeBron James. And then you you saw the LeBron thing, got it? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So, one thing that I learned about you guys that I didn't really know was that you and Den started out in 2007 as a hip hop production duo. Yes. That, I would even say before that, like, to be honest with you. So we met under, we met battling, like sending beats back and forth, um, you know, over the internet. These are the early days, MSN, you know, MSN Messenger and all that. Oh, um, God. Yeah. 
<laughs> we were sending tracks back and forth, and then um, we we knew each other because uh, both of our sisters were friends in high school, and that's how we met our older sisters. And then uh, and then we met, and then uh, we were we were making beats, making tracks, and then we noticed everybody and their mom was rapping at that time, and we were just like, you know what, we got to do something different. Uh, Dens in particular was like, we're starting a rock band, and I was like, hell no. Nah. And then uh, this, is, this you know, is amazing. Yeah, and then you you know um, I started stealing CDs from him. Um, one of the earliest ones was uh, 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 "Death from Above." Uh, that was really? one of them. Yeah, Jimi Hendrix. Got, yeah. I did not know that they were that early an influence on you guys. Oh yeah, like I would I would say probably they were the reason that we went two piece like at the start. The Carps was also another uh, huge band yeah. for us, like yeah. that we were absolutely insane about. And uh, Jamal has become like a close friend of ours as well. And, and so has Death from Above, ironically, yeah, all these obviously. years later. Which yeah. is crazy, <laughs> which is so crazy to me, like even to this day, like to think about like, wow, all these people that I, I used to look, look up to, I could like call, like, you know what I mean? Just to hang out simply. It's, it's the coolest thing. Anyway, but yeah, that's how we started out. I started listening. And then also we're, we're from a couple of neighborhoods that like back in the day, you, you couldn't listen to rock in public like that. Like, Where are you, you guys from? I mean? uh, so we're from, we're both from Toronto. He's from Jane and Emmett, which is actually not far from where I'm from, which is Keela Eglinton, York okay. Square. Yeah. And um, it's just like, like the, the circles we were around, like you couldn't openly listen to rock. And, um, funny. Okay. Uh, y- y- you know what I mean? But, um, you know, as time goes on, you're just like, you know what? Fuck that. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So we, we started the band. We went through probably, I kid you not, 20 different member auditions, like a bunch of different members. Like there's been so many iterations before it was just the two of us. And then, and then we just went forward with that. Eventually, we end up running into Joe and Jem, uh, Jemuel, who, who's still a friend of the band, but is no longer in the band. Um, uh, Jem played keys. Joe played bass. And, but, he, uh, but even before even before Joe joined the band, like, yeah, you, li- you listen to Interchorus and you guys still. Oh, my God. You're like, well, you're getting you gave away. <laughs> I told you he's a nerd. You gave, wow. away, you gave yeah. away Interchorus for free on Bandcamp. It's still up. Ladies and gentlemen of the internet, Intercourse wow. is still available on Bandcamp oh, Free. You know, that's so. hilarious. It's funny too because, like, now I kind of listen back to it like with cringing ears. I but I, I still think it rocks. I it's fantastic. Think- Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Like listening to it though, like, and a lot of people who like who knew us back then, I think they knew even by listening it to it, something special was happening. We just didn't quite figure it out yet then, like, and at, at least in our opinions, but we're also our hardest critics. Like no one's going to judge us harder than us. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You sound really tough yeah. on yourselves. Well, well, <laughs> like, like, like once again, like I, I'm not going to take away from the fact that I do believe at that time, listening to those records, something definitely special was happening and you could hear it. You could see it live. Like if you look at our old live videos, I don't know if you have, um, like when it was just the two of us, like if you can find them, like there, there was like, there was something that we were doing that was very correct. 
So like we just kept going, kept going, kept trying to figure it out, kept trying different things, tried to run away from music. Like we we both tried and can't 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 scratch that itch, man. That itch just keeps coming back. We hundred percent, hundred. We're just chasing that high. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, there's with, a. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Sorry, go ahead Craig. Oh, right. I was just gonna. I just wanted to ask really quickly, if you don't mind. Sorry, Dimitri. Um, oh, I just sure. was wondering in regards to the sort of the switch from from kind of hip hop to the rock thing. Mm-hmm. You were talking about some of the influences that you guys had. Yeah, but there's still all sorts of amazing, you know, wonderful, um, you know, genres of music out there that you can you could still tap into. You could tap into. I mean. Let's name them all. There's there's yeah. a million different uh, alternative rock genres. Oh there's, yeah, uh, thank you. <laughs> it's it's kind of endless with rock. You know what I mean? You know what like, I mean? It's, but it's but endless. with rock, but also too. Uh, so if you weren't going to do the like the, I think for me personally speaking, one of the because um, I'm a huge funk music fan, right? Like a me too. Massive funk music fan. Parliament Parliament and James Brown and, and everybody. So George I, Clinton my, is I, my favorite. Honestly, like. So, oh, we got we have drumming to talk about, my friend. So, one of George Clinton's drummers, Dennis Chambers. Yes, I had I had a private lesson with him. What? Yeah, I had a how did you lesson. get that? I'll tell you all about it in a second. So, oh. anyway, we got a lot to talk about. Oh, and by the way, I found a picture of art stars on the the internet, and I'm going to put them up in just a second here. So, oh yeah, I wanted. To, so, I'm wondering, like, it, it's I just find it very interesting that you gravitated towards rock instead of say soul or R and B or. Um, uh, pop you know yeah. what i mean like i, I just find that yeah. really interesting was there something in that that the two of you were just like this is the direction that we have to take or was it this is what people expect of us right let's just flip this you know flip the coin over and say no this is what we're doing now well when we when we started playing instruments well i mean i had been playing drums my whole life just from like yeah. church and stuff like that. a typical black musician story <laughs> but yeah. um but uh, Dennis learned how to play the guitar, like, as I met him. And mm. um, the original intention was to kind of lean towards N.E.R.D. And then, like, all these CDs just kept, like, coming into our hands. And we were just like, eh, turn that amp up a little more. Like, you know what I mean? Eh. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> turn up the mean? distortion. Yeah. yeah. Turn, turn out. Uh, and then, like... And then when you really, really look at the bare bones of it, if you if you look at like the most aggressive rap, the most aggressive punk, the it it all has very, very similar energy. You understand what I'm saying? So it was kind of absolutely. it was kind of it was kind of a no brainer to just be like, yeah, we're 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 a rock band now. Well, like, it make well what you just said makes me think of your collaboration with the Snotty Nose Res Kids. Oh yeah, on Sink or Swim, like yeah, and like. So that's so like that sort of it's got like that sort of run DMC, uh, anthrax and public enemy type of energy. Oh, yeah, to it. yeah. Oh, you know, yeah, you're, you're talking my language. I yeah. love those old records, man. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah. like, so, well, how did that collaboration come about? So they reached, they had reached out to us and, um, they're like, uh, can you guys like remix like one of these? And like, we're like, hell yeah. Me and then hit the studio immediately, started writing, got it down by Simon and Fold. And then like we like it literally took almost nothing to bang out. Like once again, I think what hip hop taught us is that songs can be cranked out like in no time. 
if if you're really if you're if you're like just in tune if you're in tune with it right away boom like and and that's exactly what happened with that record we loved it just john is actually like an old friend just john is from the hood too so like i we know just john pretty well um and uh snotty knows we've been fans for a long time especially for the fact that like we've been following them for a while and then we were just like oh all we got to do is just make this more aggressive than it already is and that's exactly what we came through and did and And then you really did oh thank you and and then we got to perform it live when we got back from um frank carter and the rattlesnakes tour uh last year we got to do it live and that was probably one of my favorite just moments of of 2022 just getting to it was madness so yeah very happy about that so something that Denz is uh, Denz is quoted as saying is that this is a black fronted punk band, yeah. and that's really important. Yeah. Do you do you share that sense of importance with him? Absolutely. Um, the thing is, is like so. It's very the reason why like Beastie Boys is one of the highest selling rap groups of all time, right? I, I mean, they were also a punk band. Let's be real. But yep. they're one of the highest selling rap groups of all time. You think that was an accident? They're they're not the, the best rappers. Like when people talk about like their top five of all dead or alive of all time rap groups, I've never heard anybody say Beastie Boys. Not because they're not great, but it's because people don't see themselves in them. So and like the 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 people who kind of hold the torch in rap music, like are are generally black. Right. Unless, of course, we're talking about Eminem. And then there's even debates about that now. Like, I'm not going to go into all of that. But the thing is, is like people gravitate to relate with. So thing is, is like, like I told you earlier, like back in the day, you'd get beat up if you if you were caught. Like, you know what I mean? Playing Smashing Pumpkins, Nine Inch Nails. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it just was the the energy of what we were around. It, it, It just was. But when you see when you start to see faces there, like yeah. It, yeah. it makes a little bit more sense to the people who may not necessarily understand or gravitate towards it right away, right? And then it's hard to be what you can't see. So we're doing this for the kids that, like we, you know what I mean? We, we that we were and didn't see a lot of ourselves um, around back in the day. Like it's only recently that we've been going to all these shows. And we're like, holy shit, we're not the only black people there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's really like I, other than true, you yeah. guys, like, like from the, from original punk, I can only think of bad brains. You see you what know? I'm saying? Bad brains, like dead Kennedys. Like there was one member in there. Um, There's also, I, there was that metal band, uh, early, early sort of uh, metal band was called death. Death. Death was, is uh, another one, but all, death was kind of like, musician. yeah, but it was just kind of like, but even death was buried. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they were like, um, like, and even though she's not rock, but like, you look at um, someone like Betty Davis, who's doing things as wild as like Madonna got major credit for. Like, you you know what I'm saying? And it's just it's just the nature of what was happening. And unfortunately, there wasn't enough. There wasn't enough Tina Turner's. There wasn't enough Betty Davis's. There wasn't enough. Uh, uh, bad brains there wasn't enough like y- y- there wasn't enough of them you know you know what i'm saying like 
It just yeah. is what it is. So us being there is just like, you know, and now our younger homies are like, yo, you, you really like are like, you guys really carried the torch. And like, I'm just glad that we're still able to do it. You know what I mean? Living color is another one. Like, you know, absolutely. You, you see what I'm saying? And it's just like, un- unfortunately they're not as, as like, I would say bad brains gets a lot of love and respect, but like, I remember when we performed at Afropunk in 20, it was either 2014, 2015, or 2016. And um, there was two major stages, and there was uh, a basketball court stage. And that's the stage that we were on, and they headlined that stage. And it's just like they deserve to be lauded as, like, you, you know what I mean? Amongst all, because they're really the birth of hardcore if you really, really want to get down to the bare bones of, like, what it is. And it's just like, but it's just like, who who else was there to like help support them and like make this a regular thing so that when we went to shows, people didn't just see us as the resident drug dealers, right? You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And that used to happen all the time. Every single show, shows that we would play at, like, you know what I mean? And we would approach people like, you, you know what I mean? Or people uh, would approach us asking for drugs. And uh, it's just like, no, no, no. We're about to be on stage in oh three minutes. You know what I mean? It that just is what it is. Sucks so bad. Please yeah, tell yeah. me you slap the shit out of them. See, no? I, 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 I've, put, <laughs> I've shoved heavily a few of them, but yeah. uh, I've never, ever gotten the opportunity to draw more attention to myself, right. more negative attention. <laughs> right, right. But, Understood. Understood. But, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. So us now still doing it, finally getting like a little bit of recognition in, in this city in particular, this country in particular, finally, like, and, and even still not enough, like, or even say like getting nominated for, for a Juno, that was a big deal too. Yeah, and, it and it's, it's just like, it's taken way too long. It's taken way too long, but I'm happy that we're still going I'm happy that we got new music that's coming out next year. Uh, yeah. I hope you're very excited. Um, uh, we're very excited too. So, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm happy that now it's not weird to see a black person at a show. <laughs> the whole this is the whole thing too. Is I've seen uh, with my daughter. Yeah, I saw um, Weezer and yeah. the Arctic Monkeys at Sick. both of them. Both of them at the Budweiser stage. Uh, another huge influence of ours. There's black. <laughs> there's black fans everywhere yeah, yeah everywhere like it's and it's not uncommon it's just you just yeah. kind of look around and it's like oh okay cool yeah. white chinese black yeah. uh, you know everybody and like doesn't everybody it's not, that's <laughs> one of the wonderful things i love about it and i think that that's one of the best things that has sort of c- come about for me and i'm wondering because this is an interesting an interesting thing for probably a band like yours is you've you've enjoyed the success of both being played on streaming services as well as on radio yeah so would you say that because of the fact that you've been played on streaming services and you're essentially a mostly black alternative rock band being played alongside arctic monkeys being played alongside the killers being played alongside Ani DeFranco or whoever that mm. it's kind of streaming has, has helped or hindered, would you say? Uh, streaming has absolutely helped. It's, it's weird because like, there's all these weird things happening with streaming now. I'm sure you guys have heard the announcements of what's happening next year. 
um, in terms of how Spotify is in particular, they're the biggest streamer. So of course they would be the first on, on front street with it, but like, it's just like how they're changing the model of how they're earning and stuff like that. Um, or how artists earn. Um, it, the one thing that streaming has done really, really well is it has moved the music really fast. Like it has moved it to people that we would be trying to get their attention, like in the States and all that. And now because of the algorithm, um, it, it has actually pushed our music into places where it wouldn't normally be, countries that it wouldn't normally be. Like th- that's how we were able to even get like, you know what I mean? The Frank Carter tour and be able to do all these countries in Europe and stuff like that. And, and like, you know, um, even right down to getting a lot of play in Mexico and getting a lot of play in Australia, like the, and, and I'll be honest with you, streaming helped way more to get the music out to people because like for radio, it took so long for our songs to get to radio. And I still don't quite understand the game. Like people want to talk about gatekeepers. I would say that's probably one of the last like gates to be unkept. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, You're probably right. Yeah. 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 Like it's- I don't, I don't think, uh, Whoa! This, that album, <laughs> I don't, I've never heard a song from this album on the radio. What? Never, never heard how, a song. How did you get baby. that? Oh, death from above show. Oh yeah, and that's right. Th- we th- had some left. Yeah, yeah. This, 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 and a T-shirt. Holy, yeah, oh, sick. Yeah, sick. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I love you guys. Oh man, you know, we but, love uh, you, Dimitri. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but uh, you guys like the band apparently went through a dark period after this album came out. Yes, yes. Um, the the band did go through a dark period. Um, so I've tried quitting music before and it never worked out for me (laughs) at all. And then um, Dens stepped away. Um, I I think the, once again, the pressure, pressure of music, the pressure of life. And like, it's funny too, because art and music kind of just get wrapped up into this. It's all one, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, you all could, you both, both of you, Craig, Dimitri, you both can attest to this. Yeah. Music is who you are. So it's, it's how you live your life. 100%. So it's all wrapped into one. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So um, he stepped away for like quite a bit of time. And um, it, it was to the point where I, I remember I had to have a very serious chat over some drinks with him. And he's just like, if you're here to talk about music, uh, let's just cancel it. And I was like, all right, all right. So about this music thing. And then we started. <laughs> <laughs> and then, ah. and, yeah. And then we started again. Um, and then we're, we're making it, make, made the record. Uh, got Dave Schiffman to, to mix and master and produce. It was yeah. awesome. Well, he didn't master, but he mixed and produced. And then, um, then the pandemic happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. it. That's the album. That's the yeah. end. This is required listening, people. Yes. You know. So um this that is this is just top of the line modern punk. Like and Thank you. and uh I remember the first song I heard from this was All My Friends. Yeah. And 
the, the I, I just I was not ready for something so great. It was like um it, it reminded me of Blue Album Weezer. Oh wow. Yeah, it really, really did. As soon as Dense hears that, I think he's gonna he's gonna shed a tear. <laughs> you know what I mean? That was a, Nobody's that was a very ever... important album for him too. Yeah, but like yeah. I hear but I completely hear that, you know? Mm-hmm. And um I'd was that well, you've mentioned, I've heard, like, when, when Craig mentioned Weezer before, you said that that was an influence. Arctic Monkeys. Weezer, oh. too. But, like, Arctic Monkeys to an even, like, higher, ex- like, Arctic Monkeys, like, um, uh, DFA. Weezer, definitely. Like, I, I mean, like, I remember when Hashpipe first came out, and I was just like, what is it? Like, everybody was like... Billy Talon is another big influence. And you toured with them. Yeah. 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 We just uh, did a couple of dates with them in September, uh, September and October. Yeah. Love them. Yeah. Mm. It was, oh, dude, those guys are the, they're the best, man. Like, it's incredible. It's incredible that um, when we played the Brooklyn show with them, first of all, it was ram packed. Like, it was insane. The Mm. fact that they said that they hadn't been to the States for eight years. And they're still able to do a major room like the Warsaw and completely have it rammed like is insane. Like, I love that. I love that. It's 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 a great thing to see that they're still killing it. Mm-hmm. They sound more amazing than ever. It's and they're just the sweetest guys, too. That's another thing that I think I'm really we are really fortunate about to encounter all these different bands and. They're not the, um, uh, the, the, the classic rock star asshole. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just self-important and all this and that. They're sweet people. These are great people. Um, yeah. So, like... I don't know if that's a Canadian thing. Uh, <laughs> it just seems to me, it, like, it, I mean, it, we could be... Yeah. I could be making a gigantic stereotype here. No, you're not at all, actually, Dimitri. <laughs> I'll tell you why. As a matter of fact, uh, the great Getty Lee talked about this when he was talking about Alex Lyson and Neil Peart. Of mm. course, being in Rush. Yeah. And he was like, you know, the, the, Dan Rather asked him a really great question. He said, you know, why is it that you think you guys have managed to to be together for so long and not want to kill one another, essentially? And he's like, because I think it, at the core, mm-hmm. I've worked with people who are considerate. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And it, that almost might be a curse of being Canadian. <laughs> but but if that's but if that's a curse of being Canadian, then that's a great thing. That's right? a great you know curse I mean? to have. <laughs> but, but, yeah, but Absolutely. I'm also thinking of like long-standing bands that have had the same lineup for forever, like Sloan, mm. like the Hip. You know, yeah. Yeah. it's like they just seem like level-headed people, like yeah. very yeah. little, very not non-intrusive egos and everything. Mm. Work yeah. as a team. Yeah, and and that's what it requires too, right? Like it, it requires in order to reach any sort of success you have to work as a team it's the only way it's the only way like and i would say um not not that we weren't working as a team before but um like dens will attest to this like we only recently learned how to like be a band like you know what i'm saying like not that like i mean dens is my brother like you know what i mean like i like joe is my brother simon is my brother like these the, they're like they're basically family and it's yeah. It, but now we know how to be a band and that's why things have been lifting off in the way that they have like because we learned how to how to finally get it right like because there, there were times like 
I would say like we, we had a lot of buzz uh, 2009 and then it dropped off. And then we added uh, uh, Joe and Jem. And then in 2014 to 2016, we had really, really good buzz. And then that dropped off. And then like, and then we're like, fi- and then we finally figured it out. And now like from 2020 till now, like things have been moving the way that well, they should. Yeah. How was the, how was the Polaris prize whirlwind for you? Uh, so the Polaris thing was really, really cool. It's first of all, it's great to be recognized um, like uh, by like an institution, like for, for your work to the point where um, I know that, like you mentioned Humber earlier, Craig, um, to the point where like we're being brought up like um, in classes, like at Humber College, which I think is insane. Like that, that was like when I'm meeting students and they're like, Oh, I know about your band. Cause uh, I was, I, I, we found you in school and then I've been listening ever since. Like, that's crazy to me. Like yeah. to, to be brought up in music class anyway. Um, then when we reached the top 10, we actually thought we might win because like, okay. Uh, how do they judge what wins is generally the story right? It's generally like, there's definitely a little bit of identity politics in there as well. Um, and the music, right? And we're like, how could we not win? So I was moving out of my own, my old place uh, into my current place. And um, we set up the camp, like we set up the computer, we set up the camp, we were like getting ready to, to win. And then <laughs> uh, they said our name wrong. And we knew from then that we didn't win from How when they, they said name? Our, they they just messed up the acronym the the old uh they usually say uh the obgyns like or mess it up <laughs> or the obmgs or we're just yeah. like oh it, it it's over something <laughs> that's something you would see in a hospital like <laughs> or, or, <laughs> like, like, like i'm saying like wow yeah so um from then we we knew it wasn't and then from there we were like man all these awards are whatever like shout out to i can't remember who won cadence weapon cadence weapon shout out to cadence weapon um like uh we're fans of him too and we're really we're we're fans of all the winners like uh, of polaris but it's just like when it comes down to it uh to bring hip-hop back up again uh drake has had beef with the grammys for a long time and he I remember when he won that Grammy and he went up on stage and he's like, if you got a thousand people rocking with you in your city, you don't need one of these. And I understand what he means. <laughs> I get what he means. Like, that's yeah. true. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, at, well, the at Grammys, the, well, the Grammys suck. First of well, all, <laughs> listen, <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy because like, if they want to give, give us one, I'll still take it. We'll still take, take it. it. Take but, it. but it's just like, unless it's all subjective unless it's the billboard awards. Cause the billboard awards is solely about numbers. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? At, at least there, you know what it's about, but anywhere else, it could be about anything else. Right. Like, I mean, we've seen the Grammys do it a number of times. Like I remember when Esperanza Spalding, who's an amazing bassist uh, and an amazing jazz bassist and singer, I remember yeah. when she won Best New Artist over Justin Bieber, who had the biggest record in the world. Yeah. So it's like, what is this based on? Like, that's the problem I have. They're not consistent on what this is based on. And then, um, what's his name? When, uh, um, uh, 
what's his uh Macklemore won over Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Like you know what I mean? And it was just like And then Macklemore apologized for it. And then he apologized for winning. Yeah. It's yeah, just and like, then dude, and just yeah. when you even trophy even, go. even Kendrick was like, dude, don't like just yeah, just, <laughs> let it go. just move on. Just, it's okay. I'm gonna yeah. win my awards. It's yeah. I'm gonna release to pimp a butterfly. Everything will be fine. It, it, exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. So so like once again, and and then even with even with the Junos, I mean, we see it time and time again. Like the the people that they're honoring and stuff like that. Like and, and I don't have any beef with anybody. But it's just like some of the people that they they that they keep congratulating and stuff like that. I remember one year um, uh, when Daniel Caesar was getting really huge, um, like and like everybody who saw it knew it was important. And it was just like uh, Matthew and Jordan were nominated for producer of the year and they gave it to Diana Krall. Diana Krall is a fantastic pianist. Right. But it's just like. She is the Junos. Yeah. Just, just let somebody new have it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, like, like, yeah, like, like, la- la- like last year, like Avril Lavigne was nominated for how many, how many awards? And I'm like Avril Lavigne. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm 2020. Saying. It's 2023. Like, yeah, you know. So it's like, what are we doing here? What are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. To no, to the absolutely. point where everybody who has reached international fame, like they'll be nominated for award and not even be there. Like yeah. because they're just like what? Why am I showing up today? Why? Yeah. For what? Like yeah. you know what I mean? Anyway, I I got a lot of thoughts. I'll but, probably uh, get in trouble for this interview too. Well, no, no, it's all good. We can beep this out if you want. It's all good. But uh, we, but Craig, what? you probably yeah. have a whole bunch of drum questions for Cola. Oh, here snap. we go. Sorry, I've been talking. <laughs> no, no, it's all well. That's that's why we that's why we got you, my friend. <laughs> so we, uh, an old friend of ours, Brian Hoke from a band in Burlington called Conduit. He says, "Who is this guy? I like his his vibe. I'd work with this dude any day." Um, and I told him exactly who you are, and he's like, mm. he's fucking awesome. Anyway, my friend Brian Hogue has a band from Burlington called Conduit, and oh, uh, they're they're an alternative um, industrial band, and they're fucking awesome. And he has a record coming out soon. Brian, when's the record coming out, brother? Really want to see the record. Anyway, we can't wait yeah. for it. Anyway, please, so, please send it to me when it does. Please, yeah, definitely, absolutely. Yeah. I'll send it to you for sure. Yeah, Brian's a, a, a solid dude. We interviewed. Awesome. Uh, we interviewed. Um, uh, we interviewed our uh, friend from uh, the Spoons, um, Gordy Depp. Gord, Gordy Depp. We interviewed mm-hmm. him, and uh, Brian is a huge fan of Gord Depp. So we were like, "You dude, you got to jump on with this." Anyway, so here we go. Now this is an absolutely fucking terrible picture, but oh, this whoa. is right. Okay, so this is <laughs> this is this is. I think that um, what would what was that? Um, was it glamour shots that used to use these backdrops, like these backgrounds, right? Like yep. back in the eighties and nineties, right? Some of the worst backgrounds you've ever seen in oh, your life. Man. That is a set of Art Star twos from nineteen ninety three. Yeah. <laughs> now, you play a set of these types of drums. You play a set of Tama Art Stars. Yeah, now, I, I, yeah, I play Art Stars. I have got a wicked story for for you. So, okay. with this drum kit, I sold probably a hundred of these drum kits over the years because I used to work at Just Drums when it was the old store on uh, at Young and Finch. Oh wow! I, I worked at the old store. I worked at uh, Steve's Music down on Queen Street. Oh, nice! I, I worked at Cosmo Music up in Richmond Hill. 
I worked at Walter's Music, a couple of other different places. All Basically, the art, though, all, all, all the all the music stories. Essentially, honestly, Cola, the only place. This was actually a running joke, and my friend Brian that I was just talking about. <laughs> he actually worked at Long and McQuaid. I never worked at Long and McQuaid. It was the only wow. place I never worked. I worked at every other drum store. Anyway, I sold so many of these drum kits. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember the name of him now. For, for the life of me, I can't remember his name. Is it Jerry Mercer? from april wine anyway sold a few of these drum kits now this was also the type of drum kit too it was uh, tama art stars and tama superstars that neil peart from rush used to play really so when yeah so he used to play a combination he used to play a combination so the very there's a very famous um uh, cover i think it's 2112 where it's kind of a guy that's standing like this but it's the back of him and there's like a star in front of him and and it's it's 2112 2112, right? So it's the the cover of 2112. That was on Neil's bass drum for years, even when they were touring like moving pictures and presto and uh, signals and all these different records. Right. He was playing a cherry red superstar Tama drum set. The other person who was very famous for playing uh, super uh, art stars and superstars was, of course, um, Stuart Copeland from The Police. No. And yeah, so he's 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 a huge tam- that's all he's ever played all his life. Is, I've is just a set of I've just I've just been watching some Copeland videos. That guy is mm, Yeah, he's he's, he's a monster. Crazy. Yeah, he's a monster. Yeah. So really quickly, I've got the story for you. I was going to tell I I promise I would tell you on the air. I met Dennis Chambers. George George Clinton's drummer, Steely Dan's drummer, James Brown's drummer. Like he's played with like uh, Jean yeah. Ponty. He's played with everybody, right? Yeah. Uh, John McLaughlin. He was John McLaughlin's drummer for a long, long time. So anyway, I had a chance to have a, le- a drum lesson with him. And one of the things that that was great about Dennis was every because Dennis is one of those. He's one of those gospel chop players, right? So he's oh, yeah. he just he's got like crazy chops. He's actually one of the the guys that really originated the whole like gospel chops thing, right? So yeah. everybody that went in before him was like, I want to I want to learn this lick and I want to learn that, that that lick and stuff. And I was the last lesson of the day, mm-hmm. and he was um, he was playing with a French bassist by the name of Alain Caron, who mm-hmm. uh, was in a fusion band back uh, in Montreal back in the eighties and early nineties. It was called Uzip. Mm-hmm. Amazing bass player, like protege, like the sixth string bass player, just one of these like like crazy, yeah. crazy bass players, right? So anyway, he was doing a show with Alain Caron the next day in Montreal. So I'm the last lesson of the day at Just Drums. And we sit down and he says, so what do you want to learn? And I said, I got to be honest with you. I'm a huge fan of your work with, with George Clinton, with James, with Steely. I want, when I sit down behind the drums, I want people's heads to do this. Right, and he looked at me and he said, "That is the coolest thing I've heard anybody say come into this room all day. Everybody just wants to learn. Everybody just wants to learn like and all that stuff, right?" I was like, "Look, I mean, John Bonham, Led Zeppelin is my god, right? So I I can, I can with the best of them, right? That's fine. But like, I really want to learn how to groove." Yeah. He taught me some of these, honestly, my friend, some of the sickest grooves, like the, the thickest pocket you've yeah. ever seen in your entire life. Dude, and he's just, he's just the nicest guy. The, the lesson was supposed to be an hour long. 
we we jammed together for an hour and 45 minutes and the only reason that we stopped is because the owner of the store came down knocked on the door and said Dennis I have to have you at Toronto Pearson Airport in 45 minutes because <laughs> your plane leaves in two hours and he's yeah. like man I'm having so much fun I'm having so much fun oh, he, was a, he was such a super sweet guy now if I just really quickly because we're interviewing you you're the, you're the guy here. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't want to take no. up too much of this stuff but this is that's this a is crazy story just a real just a really quick post postscript to the story basically what ended up happening was i was six years later i was working at just drums as an employee we did a drum lesson with dennis chambers and he comes walking in the back door and he says hi to my friend danny brown and a couple of other guys hey how you doing i'm dennis i'm dennis and he looks at me and he reaches out his hand and he goes where where do i know you from and i was like i had a lesson with you downstairs in this building he was like i remember that lesson it was awesome he remembered me six Dude. years later i was like dennis chambers remembered me mic drop <laughs> so you know what's crazy so just drums they moved to um leslie shepherd area right yeah yeah shepherd and willowdale yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. um i i am part of a drum line now and um because i'm part of a drum line i one of the heads of the drum line teaches at Just Drums. So it's just like mm. the connection. No way. Is, yeah, it's absolutely wild. So I'm, I'm floored right now. It's, it's great. Anyway, funny enough. So I was just chilling with these, uh, like, like with the drum line this weekend. Mm -hmm. And um, we were just talking about like all these great drummers and whatnot. And, um, and this goes back to, what, what you were talking about with Dennis Chambers, the one thing that matters more than like a million roles, like, like learning how to do some crazy, like triplet paradiddle, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. is groove. The groove yeah. is the most important. It's, and even when you talk about like the anatomy of, of us, of a song, that's our right? job. Our that's job that's is to make people move, like exactly. to make people feel something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I gotta say though, yeah, your opening to well, who the fuck are you? That the drumming at the opening of who the fuck are you? Yeah. I I always like when I have people in the car. Yeah. And I just like I just like, wait, listen to the drums on this, and then I just start that up and pump it. No, they're, they're like, holy fuck, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I I I I personally like love the drumming on that on that song I, I love the drumming on the whole album but there was something that dens allowed me to kind of like be as free as possible on that particular record yeah that 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 song sits with me in it in it in it like right here in my heart so mm. and like because because when it comes like once again when it comes to songwriting like a lot a lot of the times like you think about the anatomy of the song and the groove is the most important. And that one was like probably the weirdest one that, that, that we have on the record, like yeah. that and probably Karen knows probably the weirdest like drum beats, like on, on the entire record. Okay. Karen and, knows. And, yeah. I can yeah. see how that can be di different. Yeah. Yeah. And triggered, um, triggered, uh, triggered straight punk. Like, yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just like, uh, I'm yeah I and and me personally like the kind of person I am the kind of listener I am I I listen out for probably the I like the experiment I like the danger of experimenting 
You know what stepping I mean? Outside the norm, yeah. Ste- stepping outside of the norm because that's where I feel like you create moments like this, where like that, that's the first song that you brought up, like like or maybe the second, like after all my friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 it's 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 a conversation piece. You know what I mean? It's something that you talk about later. And and that's that's what I love about music, right? That's what always makes me like dig deeper into like how could we make this crazier? How could anyway? So, so we yeah. can so we can expect more experimentation when the new music comes out. Oh yeah, there's there's more. there's there's some really cool stuff in there that I I hope you like. The songs are big, like they're they're big they're big songs. Like I I can't wait. Like yeah. well <laughs> well we're gonna. Well, before we play "Same," which yeah. is still your latest song, came mm-hmm. out came out a year almost a year and a half ago. Yeah, right. Almost a year ago, actually. Well, I don't know the the the, <laughs> the, the date the date on the streaming service says June. Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, so is that yeah? That's June twenty twenty two. Oh snap! Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so that's also the other thing, right? Talking about writing and being on the road and stuff like that. When you're on the road and you're kind of doing everything yourself, like we're, we're, we're not like I wouldn't say we're big enough that we have like, you know, a fleet of tour buses following us and stuff like yeah. that. Not yet. But um, when you're on the road, you're, you're working like and you're, you're getting everything done. So because of that, like when we get home, we write. And then not only that, but um, it's um, you want to get back in the studio and then, like, there's a whole back end to the music industry that um, that we're still, like, working out, like, in terms of getting it right so that there's always music coming out, feeding the machine, essentially, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, like, I, we finally got, well, we've always had our foot on the gas, but it's just, like, how do, like, how do we do this again and again and again? Like, we got song, like, we got so many songs. We got so many demos, too. Like yeah. Dens alone has probably well over two hundred demos. I oh. definitely like you okay. know what I mean? like of of different ideas, different songs. Me, I, I have like forty. I'm sure Simon has a million and Joe. <laughs> but like, so it's it's not like we're never writing. We're always writing. But like to get an album, yeah, to get um, in the studio, to get in the studio to get the right person to mix it, to get the right person to master it, uh, mm-hmm. to, to get uh, the right partners on your side to ensure that when you put it out, it doesn't just like fall on deaf ears. Like yeah. there's so many, there's so many components to this music industry that I think a lot of artists don't even have their finger on maybe because like they have a manager that does that, or they have the label that does that, or they got this PR guy that, like we're very much so in it. Like so, like we are, we are working these things. You out. guys so, are true indie. Yeah, we're 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 for real. Do it yourself. Like yeah. so, you know what I mean. There's there hasn't been something that has come out that we haven't had like a major say in. And anytime there was something that, no, nah, there there hasn't been anything. You know what I mean. Everything is us. So, yeah. So you, so you're you're playing the Monarch Tavern on Friday. Yes, and uh, I'm gonna be there along with DJ Forces, and uh, we'll see how if we're alive the next day. It's, and then it's, um, it's gonna be insane. I promise you that. 
And then you're opening for Good Kid at the Danforth Music Hall on May 10th. Yes, we just we just announced that we're we're doing a a little run with them, a Canadian run. We want to do the American run with them too. Uh, even if we're first of three, we don't care. But uh, we'll 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 let the booking agent handle that part, unless we have to strong arm somebody and <laughs> yeah, and kind of you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and then then the yeah. studio the studio to de all right the studio TD in Montreal. On May thirty yes. first, yeah, and so uh, and uh, my good friend Mathieu is gonna. I hope he gets to to that one because uh, it's he loves you, he loves you guys too. Oh, and, thank you, thank you, and, and, uh, and shout out to Good Kid by the way. Uh, those are actually our our good friends. They came up just like us, and um, not only um, I love their ascent, and not to get too much into this, but you want to talk about the industry, right? These guys did it completely without the industry right mm-hmm. they didn't get any spotify playlisting they didn't get any radio love they didn't get any love from any like outlet none of these guys they found their people they found their fans and they were able to do like i remember when they did like a million plays with no help and it's just wow. like that is that's un- awesome yeah that is unheard of and now all these people want to kind of hop on the hype train, but it's like these guys have been popular amongst their crew. And then Dens uh, had gone to their show because, uh, um, yeah, Dens had gone to their show. He's like, I've never seen a group of fans that were as nice as Good Kid fans. So wow, yeah. So we're super excited to 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 get on on those shows with them, like and play with the homies, you know. So that's awesome. Very excited. Well, thank you so much, Cola, for hanging out with us for this past almost an hour. My yeah, friend, I could I could literally talk to you for another hour, like solid, yeah. for, just about gear alone. <laughs> you know, oh, gear and music easily. Oh, easily. what kind of pedal are you using, by the way? Oh, it's just it's part of the Yamaha kit, so it's a Yamaha. I I oh, would yeah. I would love to have like a uh, the uh, Pearl Demon. Right, that's, right. That's, okay. I would love that. You know, D- that. DWs are fantastic. DWs are the listen, man. I played a a, a pro DW. It's like their top of the line thousand dollar pedal. Nine thousand. Um, yeah, I, yeah. No, no. There's one be, beyond it. Really? I play, yeah. I, when we did um when we did the um is for lovers festival in Wichita, I got mm-hmm. to play. It's the best pedal I've ever played in my life. Um, wow. I'll find it for you and I'll send it to you, but it's the craziest pedal I've ever played. And, um, yeah, that one's crazy. Axis also has like crazy pedals. Yeah. Uh, but right now I'm, um, I'm on an iron Cobra 600. I had to buy it cause it was iron old. Cobra, Tama yeah. iron Cobra. Of yeah. course. All Tama, my friend. Good to you. <laughs> Honestly. So for me, there's two drum kits that are the most beautiful thing. The Babinga wood, uh, Tama star classic oh, is nice. one of the most, it's like, it's like, it's like fucking furniture. It's yeah. incredible. And Super then, warm sounding. Beautiful. And Pearl, oh, yeah. back, Pearl back in the day had mm. this beautiful little jazz kit, and it was a Studio BLX line. And, Studio BLX? And what it was was it was an all-Burt shell, mm-hmm. and it was just a little 12-inch rack tom, 14-inch floor tom, 20-inch bass, and a matching snare. That's pretty And they big. had it in this beautiful dark emerald green finish but it was a lacquer finish so you could see the wood grain through it it's this beautiful dark green it was gorgeous still to this day one of the one of the kits i've I've always wanted if you could send me a picture of that yeah i would i would love that because 
Pearl generally like growing up in church, like you would either see Yamaha's or Pearl's yeah. and Pearl's always sounded good, but I always hated their finishes. So yeah. if, if there's a finish <laughs> that they, I know that exactly they have, what you mean by that. I okay, used to so, sell them. Okay. I used to sell them. I okay. know exactly what so you mean. So it's not so just it, me. No, so it's not you at no, all. There's nothing wrong with you. Colin. <laughs> 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 I am literally laughing yeah. my ass off on the yeah. inside right now. Cause yeah. I remember they came out with this stupid finish. It was like yeah. white and it had like swirl. So have you ever seen, do you know the artist Keith Herring? Yeah, of course. That, right, so Dude, the there's an exhibit Herring. at the AGO right oh, now. Oh, that's right. Yeah, of I, course, I of was course. at the exhibit in LA. I went. Yeah, nice. Herring, in yeah. LA. So if you could yeah. picture, if you could picture, kind of Keith Haring artwork on a white drum kit, but it was this awkward, really weird, like terrible blue that the the outlines of all of these things were drawn in, and it wasn't good looking like Keith Haring right. artwork. It was just completely nonsensical and i just remember looking at the salesperson who brought this kid in and he sets it up for me a 10 and 12 inch 16 inch floor tom 22 inch kick and a matching snare and i literally looked at him and i said i'm not going to say his name because i don't want to embarrass him but i literally (laughs) said that is the ugliest fucking drum kit i've ever seen in my life and he i won't say his name because he could get in trouble he looked at me and he's like i know I know Shoot, it's man. fucking awful. And I was like, I'm not going to sell it. This is a piece of shit. Like why, yeah. why would they even think of that? Anyway, you know what's funny yeah. about me telling that little story there? I swore four times. And to be honest with you, Cole, at the top <laughs> of the, the top of the program, you're like, so is language allowed just in case yeah. I slip up? You've only said one F bomb. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you're good. You're, you're good. My friend, I've been swearing like a fucking trucker. So, oh man. Whoa. Well, fuck. So. <laughs> There it is. Now that there it just, is. That just sounded awkward now. No, yeah, that's the trying. mic drop. There's the mic drop. <laughs> Honestly, um, my friend, Cola, this is, you're just, you're a proper awesome dude, man. This oh, has been so you. much fun. Awesome. Thank you. Like, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I, I kind of feel bad. I, I remember you telling me it was going to be a half an hour, and now it's just like, I'm keeping you guys oh, we're here. Loving nope. this. We're loving nope. this. Like I told you, I'm not joking when I could talk to you for another hour. Oh, I'm not shit, joking. Man. But, um, uh, but before we before we play we before we let you go and we play and we play same yeah um you were talking about like the bigness of the new material and it's yeah. like and like same is a big song is like Thank so you. is that kind of it's like part of it's part of the new record yeah so, so is it so it's sort of like a, a harbinger of things to come oh yeah 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 like there's 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 a lot of yeah I, I would say it's a it's a good intro into what's next, but um, yeah, lots of big, lots of big. You'll 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 hear it. It's you you know what you're gonna hear a lot of it on um, on Friday. Yeah, I'll see. Yeah, you. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's gonna be great. I promise awesome. you that. You're gonna be like, oh, what is this? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Lots of lots of new lots of new songs. Like not to give too much away. Obviously, we're gonna play the end. And uh, a couple of uh, the self-titled tracks. Um, mm-hmm. but, Anything um, from Interchorus? No. We- <laughs> Funny you mentioned that. Um, so often when we're going through set lists, Denz is like, we are not going to play this song. And, um, and uh, lo and behold, when Showtime comes around, he's like, he'll just start strumming it. And we'll be like, oh, shit. Here, here we go again. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, Joe just asked. 
Uh, he's like, you sure we're not going to pull out a don't be stush, <laughs> which is like the, probably our most popular song on intercourse. Like okay. that was like, once again, like that was one of the ones in which um, people knew something special was happening uh, yeah. when we hit the stage. So yeah, um, that, that won't be played. No songs from Intercourse will be played, but uh, man, oh. what a great time. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Well, yeah. so anyway, thank you again so much for hanging out with thank us. Thank you for Paula. having me, man. You yeah. guys are awesome, man. I, I Yeah, I, you guys are awesome. I, I, well, I can't say enough great things. Um, we're going to listen now to Same and uh, just just telling you, we played this song in our best of 2022 show. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, yo, that means love- the world. Like, seriously, man. Yeah. We're, mm. we're, we're very, very, um, we're very, we don't, we don't take this for granted. You know what I mean? Like, we don't take it for granted the fact that people follow us, the fact that people listen to us, the fact that, like, we, we definitely don't take any of it for granted and we're, we're super appreciative and all we want to do is, is keep feeding this music to the people, you know? So we're really, really excited about like what's to come. Very awesome. excited. And I, yeah, I, I really, really, really hope that you dig um, this next, the next iteration of, of what we got coming. I'm sure I will. We're super excited about it. Really excited yeah. about it. I'm sure I will. And, uh, no, we're gonna for those for who sure. don't have tickets for Friday show, I feel bad for you. Oh yeah, because it's yeah. it's sold out. It, but, <laughs> yeah, it's it's not only is it sold out, but like I, I I think there's limited tickets at the door, but I don't even think so. To be honest with you, like okay, yeah, I don't even. I don't even think so. You could try your luck, but I, I it's oh, not looking sure good. they could, you know, they could, but it, it ain't looking good. I'll tell you. Yeah. That. <laughs> so you might, you might yeah. want to go to Danforth music hall in May or the oh, studio yeah. TD in Montreal in May. Oh yeah. Yeah. Try your luck there. But anyway, we'd love to um, talk with you again, my friend. So when we know about maybe, you know, if you guys are going to be doing a tour or something like that, maybe we can yeah. chat with you guys before, uh, before you head out. So definitely, definitely. Listen, man, just, just call me up like, and, and I'm there. Just, just let me know. Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I had so much fun. Like, you know what I mean? Awesome. Like, we, awesome. I, I didn't even get to talk about all the stories, all the stories about me oh, uh, well, then opening it, my well, big then, fat mouth. Well, then next time, <laughs> next time. <laughs> next right, time. Cola. Thanks a lot, yeah. my friend. All right. So hey, this is uh, this. These are the OBGMs with same on Revolution Radio, Canadian as fuck. Oh, yeah.
Oh, my God. God, they're just too cool, eh? I know. That's why I'm going to their show. No shit, man. <laughs> you, have no, you have no idea how jealous I am at the fact that you're going to that show. This was something I was waiting for. As like from, I've loved them ever since I heard that song we were talking about. All my friends, like mm-hmm. when when uh, when the ends when the ends was uh, actually long listed for mm-hmm. the Polaris Prize. And then I saw them open for uh, Death yeah, From they, Above yeah. la- last fall. Not this most recent fall, but the one before. And then one of the things I wanted for 2023 was to see the OBGM's headline somewhere. Yeah. And I waited and I waited and I waited. And then that announcement came and I hopped on it. Fantastic. And uh, the show's going to be amazing. And yeah. And like, uh, and I feel, and I, and I know that I'm smiling. But I, I, it's sort of sad for the people who want to go but didn't get their tickets. You know, it's like, what can I do for well, you? Calamity like- <laughs> Humphrey is friggin' awesome, man. He's just yeah. a, an awesome guy. So, Colin, yeah. thank you so much, my friend. Really appreciate you joining us uh, tonight. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.